You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. You know, the only thing that comes to mind is really hard work. There's no secret ingredient. There's no magic bullet. And you just got to put in, put in hard work and be consistent. And consistency is so, so important. And right now, through my injury, I'm still finding ways to keep the muscles going, to keep the cardio system going and you just gotta stay at it. And I think in the work world, my success was built on relationships and working really, really hard, you know, six days a week. I always worked on Saturday. When I was an executive, when I worked in, in business, I was always there on Saturday. That was Barry Siff. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. How is everyone doing? Ready for 2023? I know I am. Just checking some final things off my to-do list. Speaking of to-do lists and final things for 2023, make sure you tune in to our new weekly show, Monday Moves. So far, I've dropped two episodes, one on entrepreneurship and some lessons I've learned over the past two decades as a founder, and the other is all about getting out of your comfort zone and why it is so good for you. Today's guest certainly knows a lot about both of these topics. Barry Siff has been working in the endurance and adventure sports business as an entrepreneur, CEO, and top executive, and sought-after board member for years. He retired at the age of 42 and got into adventure racing full-time from 1998 to 2003. He co-authored his first book, which was on that sport of adventure racing, then met his wife, Jody, and built 5430 Sports, which he sold to Ironman in 2009. He's also on the board of USA Triathlon and became the vice president in 2013 and the president of USA Triathlon from 2014 to 2019. Barry has been doing marathons since 1979, triathlons since 1986, and he's done lots of multi-day expedition races, including Leadville 100. We caught up this summer, just a few months after Barry had a serious bike crash and broke 11 ribs, his collarbone and clavicle punctured a lung, but he was in great spirits and optimistic about his future race plans. We had a really fun conversation. Beyond endurance sports, we talk about Barry's passion for music and how he's bringing it all together. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy, head over to wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, click on the Marnie on the Move podcast, click on the five stars, click on leave a review and tell us what you love. Or feel free to share this conversation on your social channels. Take a screenshot, share it in your stories, share it on your reels, on LinkedIn, 
wherever you like to get social. All right, on to my conversation with Barry Sith. You just had this major bike crash. What was it like uh, six weeks ago? May, May 24. May 24. So, you know, so now it's been uh, May, June, July, yeah, whatever, two, two months, something like that, two and a half months. I was found unconscious on a bike path. And so, um, yeah, somebody found me and called 911. And next thing I knew, I was in the intensive care unit in the hospital. So it was pretty, pretty traumatic. You look a little bit more recovered than when I saw you and when we first yeah. connected. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, it took quite a while. It took like, I think it was five or six weeks before I could put on a shirt. Wow. I lived in a recliner for five weeks and um, yeah, it was pretty hard. But then once I got up and around, you know, each day just got better and better. I was taking little baby steps and then I'd go outside and walk around our building. And then each day I just looked at my watch and tried to go a little further and a little faster. I mean, you've been an endurance athlete your entire life. Tell me, you know, how you got into endurance sports and where like the, from a personal athletic perspective, how that began for you and then sort of like how you transitioned that into your career. Yeah, that's pretty easy. I, I was a tennis player in high school. My brother got me into tennis when I was like 12 years old. Yeah. And I played tennis, you know, for quite a while, pretty competitively. I went on scholarship to college and all that stuff. And then in my first job in Detroit, Michigan, uh, my boss was a runner. And I used to kind of make fun of him because that was in days of short shorts and, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And, and I read in the newspaper one day that the Detroit Free Press had a marathon and they were printing a schedule in the paper every day. If you follow this in three months, you can do a marathon. Wow. And yeah. It's a pretty great marketing tool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I did a marathon and that was it. Never played good at it. I was, I, I, you know, we had a lot of 240 marathons. So I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty good. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And I went to Omaha, Nebraska uh, and got into triathlon 1986 and my job, I got transferred. What was I got Omaha, a really Nebraska? good job yeah. in Omaha. In fact, it, it <laughs> led to a lot of great things, include fi including finding my wife. And yeah, so uh, Omaha yeah. was actually, believe it or not, in the mid 80s, I would call it a hotbed for triathlon. No exaggeration. There were triathlons all yeah. every weekend between Iowa, Nebraska and Kansas. And there was a tremendous master's group. And, you know, back then in the 80s, there weren't coaches. I mean, you bought, you bought Dave Scott's, you know, book. Uh, right. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, and I think I have you, you followed those training one. plans yeah. right from the book. Yeah. And yeah, so I got got hooked on triathlon and then, um, you know, did that for a long time while I was a business executive. You know, my career was going really well. It got better and better and better um, until I, I, right. I, I say I, I used to say I got fired. Um, our executive team got retired. At the age of 42, I was senior vice president oh for a very, gosh. very, very yeah. large corporation, um, seven billion in sales. And, you know, Monday morning uh, it ended, you know, I was 42 years old. 
And my whole 20 years of working really, really, really hard. Uh, and it was a typical t type A guy who, you know, 4.30 in the morning, you're heading over to Masters and sneaking in lunch, lunch yeah. um, runs. And um, yeah, I got retired, had a year to kind of figure things out. Yeah. So you were already doing triathlons while you had this other career. And then you sort of, was there a moment, I, I guess maybe during the year when you were retired and reevaluating what you were doing with your career and your life that you decided to get into endurance sports in a bigger way as a job? hundred percent, hundred percent. I had, you know, they gave me an office and a secretary for a year and a lot of money. And, you know, I would go into this office every morning. I rode my bike. I was in Fort Collins, Colorado, and I would ride my bike to the office, get a bagel on the way, sit in this office, trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do. And then I saw a poster at a place called the mountain shop. And Liz, Liz Caldwell and Jack Crawford were going to be talking about Eco Challenge. And I was like, that was when Eco Challenge, I get goosebumps still thinking about it. And that yeah. was when Eco Challenge was on TV. It was a big, big, big deal. And I had never been on a rope. I'd never been on a mountain bike. I'd never kayaked or canoed. But it seemed so freaking cool. Yeah. And I listened to them talk about it. And then after their presentation... I asked if I could hang out with them and I started doing all that stuff with them and they had this idea for a business, but they weren't business people. They were just right. athletes. So yeah. we formed a business at that point called Mountain Quest Adventures. And I went from zero to 60, you know, I, it, by June, I was already racing five day, seven day expedition races and just fell in love with adventure racing. So we built this business, small business, and that transcended into what Jody and I built in 5430 Sports in Boulder, Colorado. I love when I hear stories about people who are doing what they love and, and transition from one career to another career, and especially when it has to do with endurance sports because, and also adventure, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. And, and if you're a natural business person, then it's organic for you. It is. When did you start working with USA Triathlon and Pan America Triathlon? And how did you go from like your adventure business and the mountain uh, adventure business to triathlon? So we went from adventure business to triathlon business with 5430 yeah. Sports. And then we sold it to Ironman in 2009. We sold eight, eight races. And so we took a little bit of time off then. And I went to a race director conference with USA Triathlon, and I was so upset with some of the things that were going on. I kept raising my hand and saying stuff, and they said, look it, you can bitch all you want, but if you want to do something about it, get involved. So I said, fine. So I got on the race director committee. Next year, I get on the board of directors. Next year, I'm vice president. Next year, I'm president. So in 2014, I became president of USA Triathlon, and very quickly there on, I got on the ITU executive board, which is now World right. Triathlon. So I became politically um, the highest ranking person in America for, for triathlon. I mean, I was not only heading up USA Triathlon, but the International Federation, I was on their executive board and I freaking loved it. It was awesome. You know, I'd never done anything like that. I'd been on other boards, but not in sports. Yeah. And it was really good to contribute. You know, you could really make a difference, really make a difference. Like, you know, recently 
you know, World Triathlon came out with a transgender policy. Yeah. You know, you're, you're creating these policies. And so that was really cool. If any of my athlete listeners like want to get involved beyond just racing, are there other ways that they could get involved since you're, you've been doing this it, forever? Yeah. It's so easy. And, and there are so many opportunities and you just got to raise your hand. You know, yeah. there are a lot of successful people who say the, the first rule of thumb is just to show up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that comes to play in what I'm doing now. You know, I'm transcending kind of out of the sports world work-wise and I'm yes. going to my other passion, which is music. Right. I know. You just got back from, you sent me an email. You just got back from Lollapalooza. That's pretty it was, cool. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, and I worked at it. I, I was an employee. I got paid to watch Metallica and Dua Lipa and Green Day and Lil Baby and K-pop and all that stuff. And Do now- you like, Are you into that music? Is that I kind am. of your, you are? I'm into all that music. And, and you know, this morning I just confirmed that in, sep in September I'm going to two more festivals on the East Coast. And oh you know, wow! Yeah, so I'm going to. What do be you like to do at these events? Like, what kind of role do you play? I mean, so I'm like yeah. a guest services manager, and I oversee the accessibility platforms, which is like awesome because I think it's fantastic to provide those accessibility platforms for people with disabilities. Yeah. Um, and it's a, usually a really great location to watch the bands. Yeah. So you can combine doing good things for good people and enjoy the heck out of music. I love it. Have yeah. you always been like parallel to your endurance sports and corporate career? Have you always loved music? Always. My brother, my brother who I mentioned, who got me into tennis at a very early age, gave me a record player. And I can remember all of his, you know, we spoke recently. I remember all of his early albums, whether, you know, Bob Dylan and the Kingston Trio and yeah. Joan Baez, listening to all those. And yeah, I, I'm a, a music fiend. You know, I have a record room, well over a thousand albums. I listen to records almost every day. <laughs> so are you also on Spotify? Like, do you create playlists or you're... Yeah, yeah big time Spotify. So when I train, I listen to music. So that's Spotify. But right. my record, my record collection, record players, right outside of where my shower area is. Yeah. So as soon as I go into shower, the record player gets turned on. And this morning it was the Outlaws. Okay, and, I was gonna know, say like, who are some of your favorite artists of all time, or bands? Yeah, you know, there are so many. I mean, you know, I Hendrix know. and Joplin and all the '70s stuff that I grew up yeah. with during my yeah. home days. Um, but more recently, I've really gotten back into I think what was my first concert. Chicago, Chicago Transit oh, Authority. I love Chicago. They've got this four record set that I can't stop playing. They it was live in Carnegie Hall. It's amazing. That and was they were amazing. Yeah, they they're amazing. Great, and they're, they're still playing. They're still playing. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, there's just so much good music. But Bob Dylan, you know, I revere Bob Dylan. Saw him re saw him recently again. <laughs> At 81 years old. and I can't believe he's still singing. I mean, yeah. they could, but yeah. yeah. Pretty amazing. So, yeah, music is fun. And the people, yeah. what I like is it. you're surrounded by people with energy, much like you. You know, it, yeah. it creates energy. Like, you yeah. know, when I got on this call with you, I was, you know, I was okay. And now I'm energized because <laughs> it's you. I have a lot of energy. People like to say I'm like the energizer bunny. But yeah, I think it's, it has a lot to do with being an athlete. And I, I don't know if 
which came first? Like, I feel like my parents like to say I started walking and actually running at about nine months. Um, <laughs> that's like my mother's favorite thing to say. That's and awesome. And then, uh, yeah, I've just been on the move <laughs> since then. <laughs> it's, it's great. But I also love music. And actually, it's funny. I love running with music. And it's kind of how I got into running was because I love music. And it was sort of like a time where I could just, you know, sample new music, new bands, new artists. And I love EDM. Right, right. So, I mean, the yeah. daily mix, the daily mixes, and Discover Weekly on Spotify are just amazing, just amazing. Yeah. That's great. Um, but I also listen to podcasts like yours and others. Uh, yeah. Sometimes when I'm on a bike, uh, this morning because I can't go outside yet on a bike, um, right. I was on an indoor and I'm watching um, a Netflix series on Formula One. Oh, I heard that's really good. I didn't know anything about Formula One. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I'm like hooked. Really? I do a lot of watching of shows on Zwift. All right. Hope you are enjoying this conversation. Just jumping in here to give a shout out to today's sponsors, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move. Obviously, you're recovering from an injury, but as an athlete to another athlete, that does yeah. not necessarily mean that you don't have a race on the schedule. Well, I had Ironman Alaska this weekend on my schedule, but okay. I had already I had already deferred it earlier, and so it's back on my schedule for next year. I, I don't I don't know right now. It's got to see how my body heals. This most recent separation, you know, I think has an impact on my swimming right now. Okay, um, seems like every time I increase my running to ultra distances because that's where mm -hmm. my really want to go i seem to get little niggles now i'm a little yeah. older i yeah. never well, had you, never had you've done leadville 100 right how long yeah. ago when did you do that yeah or have you done it many like times 20 years ago 18 okay. years ago something like that i love i love 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 that race and that's one race i would do again now and i don't think it would be an issue i, I think leadville is very doable i think badwater is the one that i've been intrigued by and i've been at the last couple of years just not sure my body's going to hold up for that. The only way to find out is to try, right? Yeah. Well, I've, I crewed it six weeks after my bike accident, and that was pretty amazing. Um, that was fun. But anyway, yeah, there's, there's so many races out there, so many opportunities, and that's what's great. You know, you can do any kind of race. What were you looking forward to about Alaska? I mean, that looked like a really beautiful course. Beautiful course. I can remember the day that Dave Kristen from Ironman put out his video. He's the one that really put it together. Very good friend of mine. And I saw the video on on, on the internet and and uh, I immediately wrote to him, said, I wanna, go, I wanna do it, you know, and yeah. was, and he told me how. Uh, and I registered, you know, it was it, the beauty of the course, the uniqueness. I'd never, I've never been to Alaska. I've been all over yeah. the world. I've traveled everywhere, have never been to Alaska. What a great opportunity. Yeah. And I started learning about the logistics <laughs> and holy moly. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to try. I talked to my wife just yesterday about it. We're going to next year. Yeah. Commit, commit really early. You know, I'm already in. 
And so, yeah, I, I think Alaska is definitely on the calendar for next year. What's the bike course like for that? Do you know, since you're so dialed in? Rolling hills, nothing super steep, okay. but I guess it, it takes its toll on you. And of course, this year it was kind of tough to judge because there was a lot of rain. It was cold. You yeah. know, it's, a, it's always something. It's always Ironman races. Yeah. Yeah. But but the thing that came across clearly in everybody's review is the community of Juno yeah. came, came out in full force, full force. Yeah. It was like no one was home. And yeah. that, that's really cool. That's neat to see. And I want to support Ironman in terms of being creative with their locations. Yeah, I actually have not done an Ironman. I've just done like 70.3s. Yeah. I don't know that I'm necessarily, I'm, I'm sure I'll do one at some point. I really love the 70.3 distance, but the, when the Alaska Ironman popped up, I was like, I would totally do that. But yeah. I wouldn't even try to race. I mean, I would just try to make it for the deadlines and the cutoffs, right? Oh. Like it would just be a relaxing yeah. exploration of, I've never been to Alaska, but it looks absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. There was a coach on Facebook yesterday who posted her story about the race. And she's a very, very good athlete. She's already qualified for Kona this year. It was her slowest by far Ironman ever. And she loved it. Yeah. I mean, I mean that kind of race, you're not, no one's going to set a PR there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that like, you know, that's the thing with these races, right? Is that, you know, as somebody who's been doing them for so long, is that, you know, with every race, you could have a different goal or a different intention. And it doesn't have to be about PRing. It could be about seeing a new destination. Yeah. And and I've always said, and, and another good friend of mine did it, and he posted on Facebook that he didn't finish. He dropped out at 70 or 80 miles on the bike, freezing cold, couldn't continue. Wow. Okay. And I, and I wrote to him, it's it's about the journey. Yeah. It's really about the journey. And he had a great journey there and including up to 80 miles on the bike course. That's so, awesome. you know, it's it, you don't have to finish to have an amazing experience. And I think Juneau, Alaska would be really cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, like just speaking about all these great destinations where Ironman races and endurance races are taking place. I mean, how, like, you know, when you first started, were there this many destinations and no. what was it? No. Right. No. Like what, how has the landscape changed from like both a business perspective and then an athlete perspective? Yeah. From a business perspective, I mean, there weren't that many choices back then. You had Ironman, you had, you know, I first went to Kona in 86 to cheer some friends. It was my first right. year in sport and a couple of people from Omaha got in and it was pretty cool. And then I raced it in 88. And there weren't that many. You qualified back then. You could qualify at Olympic distance races. Right. Um, it was not that difficult. Uh, and you had lots of choices of those races, but not long distance races or half Ironman. I mean, they, they weren't that many of them. Um, my first real experience was in 1997 when I went to Germany to race what was then Ironman Germany. But today it's Roth. Right. It's Challenge yeah, Roth. Which is also and an amazing race. Yeah. That race is unequivocally a bucket list race for any triathlete. It's it's Kona. I mean, it's every aspect. It's an amazing event. Yeah. I, I may return there again and have told Felix that. And that's a fun, that's an amazing race. Yeah. But now you've got, you know, races all over the world. I've been able to race in New Zealand and Japan. Ironman New Zealand's phenomenal. Ironman Japan. Uh, Canada's great. 
so what's the, what's the last race that you did before you got into that accident oh god i i don't even i don't know <laughs> i don't know i think it was a mar- rock and roll marathon rock okay. and roll marathon in january yeah okay cool uh here here out in my backyard of tempe arizona you live in a great location too for sports and athleticism. Yeah. Sports, athletics, and music. That's where I music. did my first festival was here in Tempe, right outside my condo. It was That's the so inning, cool. innings festival with the Foo Fighters in, in February of this year, right before Taylor Hawkins passed away. Yeah. So that was an experience. Foo Fighters were great. Yeah. They're amazing. Amazing. Um, he was a great drummer. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Awesome. Do you play any instruments? Are you nothing? My son yeah. plays, but no, I uh, I just listen. I don't even pretend. Every so often, I think, okay, I'm, at my age, you know, you should stop learning new things, you know. And it's either yeah, like especially it's like piano or guitar or something. Instru- yeah. it, would be, it would be guitar, but it'd be an instrument or um, learn learn Spanish finally, which yeah. I'll probably never do either one of them. I don't know. I mean, we have, I play guitar. I've played since I'm 12 and I love it, but I don't really play enough. I kind of got uninspired with like music I was playing. And we yeah, all, yeah. I also have a piano that I inherited and actually like I never play. I don't even really know how to play. And I keep saying I'm going to take piano lessons like in my spare time, which doesn't seem to have any, <laughs> but yeah, it's great to learn at, like as you get older and at any time really, but just for Agreed. fun. Agreed. Yeah. I had a really interesting conversation yesterday. There is a, a product called Super Sapiens. Oh, yeah. You've probably heard of. Yeah, Super Sapiens. Yeah, I have been using their product for like a year and a half. The yeah. continuous glucose monitor and also have had uh, the co-founder, Phil Sutherland, on the podcast. Yeah, he's been yeah, on the podcast. He's, yeah, he's it's amazing. a great company. So, so I've, been use, I've been working with Super Sapiens, wearing it and doing it for probably over a year. And yesterday I had a meeting with the chief, their chief medical officer and it was a Zoom call. And in behind him in his office are these electric guitars hanging on the wall and two pianos. And oh, I'm wow. like, we didn't even talk about the science of super sapiens. He told me the history of each of those guitars. Oh, wow. He got on one of them and played a little bit. And I mean, the music passion. So these are two guys who totally into sports, totally into super sapiens. But once the music came forward, that was the discussion. Amazing. It's so cool, but I could talk to you about music forever. I really love music. Really, it's my first passion. So the one thing, my, my not dream, but my plan with these festivals, I've gotten to know people at this level and then at this level. And now I'm getting to know people at higher levels of the festival direction where I'm, I'm trying to ho- I hope to to incorporate athletics health and wellness into these music festivals at Bonnaroo this year at Bonnaroo which I was supposed to work but it was the week after my bike accident um they had a 5k run there that's a at- great idea I love that so so and they do yoga every morning so I hope to bring that to some of these uh, music festivals if I can. That's so innovative, Barry. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's totally combining my two biggest passions. And I, I think, you know, when you said, what can you tell people or what do people learn? And I said, just show up. You, yeah. you show up with ideas. You show up with passion. You just, you got to be there and you got to raise your hand and you've got to develop relationships. Yeah. So, and. and- I mean, I think like before we go, I want to talk about our mutual 
friend and contact who introduced us to Inside yeah. Tracker. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. You've been doing a lot of work with them over I the have. past year. And we and, and simultaneously, they're one of our partners on the podcast. And I've been oh. doing some work with them on business development over the past year or so. And I, I also, before that, I'm just a huge fan of their product, which is how I connected with them and using oh. the blood tests and analyzing my biomarkers and all the personalized nutrition. It's great. So talk to me about how you connected with them and how you've been using them as you're also as you're healing. That's easy. I. I connected with them when I was on the Timex multi-sport team. I was on that team as a sponsored athlete for 10 years. And it must have been seven or eight years ago, maybe more, maybe nine years ago, whenever uh, Inside Tracker was a sponsor for our team. Yeah, and they still are. It, and they still are. So we got tested. They're on the new, new, new version of it. Yes, they were so on we, the Octagon. Trisha, yeah, yeah, Octagon Elite. Trisha yeah. Francis. So... Yeah, we all got tests and it blew my mind. The best thing about it was I'm eight or nine years older than my wife. But when we did the test, I was younger. Okay, and she's walking around. She's she's in the background. You better be careful. <laughs> we still laugh about it. Yeah. But it was amazing. And it really was, you know, super positive. Definitely adjusted our nutrition. And it's had a very, very good impact. I still do it on a pretty regular basis. Um, so I've been doing it for many years and then, yeah, a few years ago, about a year ago, yeah. Inside tractor just wanted to have a little bit better traction within the yeah. triathlon space. So yeah. I've been introducing them to some of the clubs and teams and coaches who I know, cause I pretty much know everybody and it's been really cool. And it's a win, yeah. win, win because it's good for inside tracker. It's great for these coaches and clubs and teams and their athletes love it. So it's a yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had a similar experience and, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been amazing. And no have you, and then uh, one last question. I mean, you know, sure. you've been, you know, you've been in this world for so long. Do you have any tips or advice that you take from endurance sports that you've applied to your career throughout the decade? You know, the only thing that comes to mind is really hard work. There's no secret ingredient. There's no magic bullet. And you just got to put in, put in hard work and be consistent. And consistency is so, so important. And right now, through my injury, I'm still finding ways to keep the muscles going, to keep the cardio system going. And you just got to stay at it. And yeah. I think in the work world, my success was built on relationships and working really, really hard you know, six days a week. I always worked on Saturday. When I was an executive, when I worked in, in business, I was always there on Saturday. Uh, and, and you know, when I left on my trips for the following week, I'd fly out Sunday more, Sunday evening so I could be there Monday morning. And I think that's what triathletes bring. I think, you know, serious, and this is just at that serious level, yeah. um, you know, really being into it. If you're going to do something, um, do it right. I, I hate to say be all in because there is this balance thing that people talk about. Yeah. But you you can have balance by being all in on a couple things. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. awesome. This has been so great. Thanks so much for being on the podcast, Barry. Thank you. Thank you, Marnie. Great to see you. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram, and Marnie Salop on Twitter. 
head over to our website, marnieonthemove.com. For more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 